Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. This is season three of My Gay Expose podcast. I've just come to terms with the fact that dating for me because of this show isn't easy. It's been far more difficult than it ever has in my entire life. Listen, Dating in San Francisco, as I've stated so many times on this show, I mean, it's not easy in itself, like, before a show comes into play. But when a show comes into play where you constantly talk about sex and boys and dating and all the fuckery and hot mess, blacked out, drunk, blurry mistakes that you've made in your entire life, then you kind of find yourself in a situation where when boys catch wind of something like a My Gay Expose podcast, it tends to like get to a place where you go on a date, they find out about it, and then you never hear from them again. And honestly, this is just something I've come to terms with and just kind of gotten used to. But recently, I actually went out on a date with a guy who I purposefully kind of like didn't tell about the show, but somehow he knew about it because I think he probably hit up my socials or something to that effect. And it sort of came to a place where he seemed really just okay with all of it. And as we continue to chat back and forth, things were going really fucking well. Well, here's the thing, you guys. We sort of decided to do that thing where after weeks and weeks of chatting, you finally go out on a first date. And you guys, it was so good. We had such a fucking great time and everything seemed to be going super, super well. And honestly, we went back to his place and had hot, passionate sex. And I just thought for the first time in a really long time that maybe, just maybe, that my like misfortune in dating currently because of the show was no more. And maybe I had finally found a guy that could actually put up with my bullshit. But fast forward to the next day, waking up to a text from him actually saying that while he had a good time, he felt that he was just a little too intimidated by me and couldn't move forward with seeing me again. And in that moment, I looked at my phone and reread it several times. I had no fucking clue what he even meant. He said that I was too intimidating. And in that moment, my mind began to race and I began to wonder, was it maybe not the show? Is it maybe that I have grown into this big, bold, boisterous and 
overly unapologetic, gay, overshare-esque personality and people, they just think I'm just too much. (laughs) So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore why it's hard for me to date with this big-ass personality and this big-ass success of a show. And which one is it? You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Welcome to season three of My Gay Expose Podcast, the show that actually might just be a little too extra for you to date. And on this week's episode, we talk about what it means when you actually think for a long-ass period of time, actually about two years, in fact, that the reason why you're having such a hard time dating now that you're single and ready to mingle once again is because you've been blaming it on all the shit that you talk about on a show each and every week. But in reality, someone actually says something to you in that moment, and you actually realize that maybe, just Maybe it's not the show, and maybe it's actually me. (laughs) And the mindfuck that comes with all of that shit. And in this week's episode, I'll tell you how I handled that moment. Moving forward with the next three dates, I actually did a little social experiment just to see if this guy could possibly be right. So we'll have to go through that outcome for you this week. And also, I reached out to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, and asked the question, what are some of the things that you're intimidated by when you're dating a guy and is like a deal breaker for you? And I just want to know, are personalities that are this big a turnoff for everyone? Or is actually, maybe my show, or is this guy wrong, or maybe is... What the actual fuck is going on here? We need to get to the bottom of this by the time this episode ends. So cross your fingers. But first, before we hop into all of that clusterfuck of fuckery, first, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's Re-Exposé, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened 
through for an edit. I was like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck was I even trying to say there? Ugh, what a fucking mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. And welcome to season three. Nothing to re-expose this week. We're starting fresh, new, and clean into season three. And I'll just take this quick moment to actually just remind all of you of all the new that you can expect moving forward in season three. But first, I just want to take this moment from the bottom of my gay little black heart to once again thank all of you so much for tuning in and supporting this entire season two My Gay Expose podcast journey. You guys, the numbers are just blowing my fucking mind. Season two has really just put me on the fucking map for this podcast. And I'm so excited for all the new coming soon. And speaking of all the new coming soon, aside from our regular, you know, everyday scheduled routine that we do on this structured out show that we will continue, there will be a little bit more interactions with you, the listeners, in regards to the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. So call in, leave a message, and tell me anything that you think I need to know about what it means to you to be gay in today's society, and really just anything, truth be told. And the more interesting the shit, the more likely you'll be read well, not actually read, sorry, you'll be played live on the show and maybe we'll make a topic about your question, comment, or concern and we'll just go from there. And I'm so fucking excited for this shit. I have a few already in the bag and I can't wait to get into that new bullshit for the show and see how all of that shit plays itself out. And also, wait for it, I will be doing full-on interviews. That's right, folks. I will officially be dabbling in the interview process for the first time on this show. And I'm so fucking excited to try out that new spin on this crazy clusterfuck of a show. I also have so much exciting news coming ahead that only could be possible because of you. Honestly, because of this show, because of all of you out there listening, I have been given so many new opportunities that I can't quite talk about just yet. But I'm so beyond overwhelmed, grateful, thankful. And I just want to thank you one more time for being the very best part of the show. So without further ado, let's hop into more of what's new with this very first episode of season three of my Gay Expose podcast now. So before we get my Gay Expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a intimidation versus main character energy themed undertone. And by the way, which one is it? First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners. What aspect 
about a person that you would date might intimidate you enough to put you in a place where it becomes a deal breaker. So let's get all of these responses now. And I'm honestly hoping that there are none that say that (laughs) they're intimidated by personality. But we'll just have to see how all of this shit plays itself out. Michael said, if they have like a really fucking great job, like a lawyer, a doctor, or someone that's high up in tech, usually that's a deal breaker for me because I don't really have a whole hell of a lot to offer career-wise in regards to matching them, and I'll just feel less than the whole time. Peter said, I'm always intimidated by guys who have like such a better job than I do. I just can't. Sergio says, if a guy's attitude is anything that might intimidate or make me feel uncomfortable, I would never even try to date him. Porter said, the challenge for me is the fact that I like much older men. So depending on how older the guy is than I am, I find intimidation by how much they might know more than I currently do in my life in this time frame. And I don't ever see that being a thing that will change, but yet I still go after older men. It's so intimidating, but also kind of exciting. (laughs) I'm trying really hard to understand this answer, but I, okay. (laughs) Mark said, When a guy starts to date you and you're talking back and forth, hanging out and doing that beginning relationship thing for just a few months, and then suddenly you learn that he has a couple of kids, that was so beyond intimidating to me because he's lived a life that I could never understand. Amber says, I find bad attitudes intimidating, but also I'm in to men who have bad attitudes. (laughs) Amen, girl. A fucking men. Except for I'm not intimidated by the bad attitudes. I'm just fully erect when they have bad attitudes. (laughs) Kyle says, once I started seeing this guy that I realized very early on had like little temper tantrum problems and got really angry really quickly and it was such a huge turnoff and I began to get intimidated especially when we would have a few drinks together and I just had to run and now I check everyone's attitude first and foremost when I start to see someone new. Daniel says if all of his friends are gym rats I couldn't handle that kind of pressure. If he's a gym rat that's fine because it would motivate me But if his friends are all snobby, muscled gym guys, nope, can't do it. (laughs) 100% agreed for sure. Oh my God, I agree with this so much. That actually is pretty intimidating. But honestly, the way my personality kind of dictates my life now, I really just don't even give a flying fuck anymore. Bring on the fucking gym rats. (laughs) Greg said, once... A couple of years ago, I was dating this guy and things were going really 
Great, but then we finally decided to have sex. And when he dropped his pants, his dick was so enormous, like a fucking forearm. I was so beyond intimidated that I just couldn't do it. (laughs) That's not intimidating to me at all. In fact, I welcome that shit. Bring it on. They should have said. I don't think I'm ever really intimidated by a guy. I know what I bring to the table and they can either see it or they don't. I'd say there are things that might make me question the longevity of our relationship on whatever scale that relationship exists. And this actually is a pretty decent answer. I don't think anyone else said that they're not really intimidated by anyone. (laughs) And I can honestly say in my life right now, I'm not really intimidated by anyone ever. Although I so was probably about five fucking years ago, I really went into every single fucking date just like so beyond nervous. And then I would be intimidated if they had like a nice job or were really good looking or not knowing what would happen next. But now, now I just don't even give a flying fuck. Dalton said, when they have a really important job, Adam says, intimidating is dating a cardiothoracic surgeon when you work at Starbucks. There are so, everybody is focused on jobs. Listen, if I got hit on by a fucking lawyer or a doctor or some big important politician or some shit like that, I would be all in. I don't give a fuck. Why is everybody so intimidated by job? It's just a job. Is that really the big thing here? I I don't it that doesn't that doesn't work in my head. Ryan says, "To answer your question, intimidation is hard because I tricked myself as a kid to not be afraid of anything. Plus, you know that I don't think about dating people. LOL. But back when I did, there were women who ironically were not even the hot ones that I've been with that would just have a knack for picking out the things that nobody knew that I hated about myself and passive aggressively talked shit about them. (laughs) Wow, that's fucking deep. So as a little bit of a just sidebar. This is for the very first time in my gay expose podcast history. My brother, my brother Ryan actually answered one of my questions for the show for the first time. He's actually been listening to the show, which I think is fucking hysterical because you guys take Homer Simpson and like combine him with Al Bundy. And really that's just my straight fucking brother, Ryan. So the idea and the notion of him being a part of this My Gay Expose podcast journey is really great. We're actually, we recently just started kind of working on our relationship together. So it's super cute. And thanks for being the very first person that I never expected to respond to this show. Ben says, try dating a lawyer. You think it's great at first, but then when you start to get comfortable with one another and start to fight, he always had to win. (laughs) Oh, shit. I never thought about that dynamic. Michael number two said, I'm 
always intimidated by any man who drives a better car than I'm. Abraham says, I'm usually not intimidated by men. In fact, I want them to be better than me. Robert says, mind, body, and soul. <laughs> Clearly, this bitch didn't understand the goddamn assignment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Kevin says, sometimes when I date guys certain things like status or what they make a year or cars or jobs, etc., all intimidate me because I have a decent job, but I don't make a lot of money each year. And with my most recent boyfriend, I was really intimidated because he has a lot of money and has a lot of shit. But then I realized, what's so bad about having a sugar daddy? <laughs> I love this fucking bitch. Oh my God. You guys, I so got to bring Kevin on this fucking show so doing it. It's so happening. She. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so this shit kind of backfired in my face. <laughs> like, you guys, the fucking point was to find out if it's hard for me to date because of my show or if I'm actually intimidating as an individual because of my personality. I mean, listen, it can't be anything else. Like, okay, all you guys had intimidation by others based on their career or their job or their status. Well, I don't have any of those. <laughs> so it's not that shit. It's definitely either my show and all of the filth that comes out of it each week, or it's actually my personality. So here we are hoping that the Your Gay Expose segment could potentially help come up with the answer to this dilemma. But alas... It looks like we're going to have to go right on into the My Gay Expose portion of this week's episode and evaluate and see if we can finally come to terms with what it is. I mean, honestly, listen, you call it intimidation and I just call it main character energy. And that's how I feel. And main character energy is not intimidating. Or is it? <laughs> I don't know. But at any rate, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's hop into My Gay Expose. Because after all, you call it intimidation, but I call it main character energy. You guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So 
wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. About six months ago, a critic of this show actually described it as one big boisterous and overly unapologetic gay overshare. And honestly, while I sit here and take that as a fucking compliment, I actually really think that that's the real description of my entire fucking life as a person, as an individual, aside from the show, in my work life, in my everyday regular scheduled routine life, in my sex life, in really just any and everything that I do, I kind of have that main character energy. And that's just something that I've come to terms with. And I do feel that it wasn't always this way, truth be told. In fact, if you go back into the early episodes of my Gay Expose podcast, which by the way, please, I beg you, don't. Because <laughs> it's so fucking bad. You can really just see a shift in how I talked way back when and how I actually behave as an individual even now. And my personality is just so much bolder, brighter, bigger, and sometimes just a little too extra. And I acknowledge that and perfectly okay with that. But it hasn't always been that way. In fact, when I I was a little, you know, closeted gay boy growing up in elementary school, all the kids used to call me gay, used to call me girl, used to call me girly. And I just didn't even know, like they were calling me gay before I even fucking knew what gay meant or that I even was gay. And as I continued to grow through my teen years and knew that I was so fucking gay, went through puberty, and like that was just a whole other entire mindfuck in itself, I just knew that who I truly was inside, I just couldn't be. And so therefore, the acting role of a lifetime actually began. Ronnie Washburn as a straight man. <laughs> and honestly, I don't think I was getting any fucking Oscars for that fucking role because I don't feel like I played that role in a convincing way at all whatsoever. Not one person that I ever interacted with could ever believe that I was straight. Even my best friend, when she first met me and my fucking son's mom was knocked up and about to blow, having my son and my entire work crew knew that I was with her and we were having a fucking baby, my best girl, she knew. She was like the gay guy. And they were like, no, he's not gay. He's not gay. He's got a, a girlfriend and she's having a baby. And she, even to this day, tells me, she's like, yeah, no, he's so gay. And you guys, she was so fucking right. Even though I had the credentials of a straight individual, aka a girlfriend, aka having a baby, I was so fucking gay. And on that note, even in that relationship with my son's mom, she definitely wore the fucking pants in the family. I mean, I didn't even know who I fucking was or how I was supposed to act or any of it. And she just kind of was 
the person who called all the fucking shots and I just did everything she said. And that's just the way it was supposed to be. Can you fucking imagine me being in any sort of relationship with anyone like that? It's just not me. It's just the exact opposite of me. And even as I came out of the closet and started dating guys and getting into serious relationships with men, my first like three serious boyfriends, it was the same dynamic. I was the quiet, shy one, the introvert that stood in the background. And every single one of those guys was the full on extrovert, the one that wanted to mingle at every party. And I just wanted to leave every party so bad the whole time, each and every time. It just, I wasn't me. I didn't know how to be me. But as I continued to maneuver through this gay journey and probably after about four more boyfriends and then my ex-husband and I called it quits and finally divorced. I finally decided that living in San Francisco and living in the Castro, nonetheless, I was going to explore who I truly was as an individual. And you guys, I have to say, you know, they always say when you meet someone, get married, and then it ends in divorce, it's such a bad thing. But truthfully, I know that I was supposed to meet my ex-husband because he's the one who actually brought me to San Francisco. And if it wasn't for him, I never probably would have ever moved here. And I never would have truly discovered who I am as an individual. And I never would be living this big, bold, boisterous, and overly unapologetic, gay, overshare-esque personality that I now live today. And I do honestly blame the Castro a hell of a lot because you can just be anyone you fucking want to be here. And I love it. And I, I mean, there's no other place that I'd rather call home. But also I do kind of blame this show, so to speak, because like, if you listen back from the beginning, you can hear how fucking awful I was and quiet and shy. And now, and now you can't like get through five minutes without me raising my voice to the top of my lungs and just expressing myself in any fucking way that I want. And truthfully, those are the ingredients that have been the most successful shit for this show. And if it's successful on a podcast, then why not exude that in your everyday life? But then one little problem kind of raises its head and you realize that when you're single again and ready to mingle, now you have this huge personality that you've fully identified and discovered. And now you're a full-on extrovert. You're a full-on huge personality. And you have that personality where you don't have any problems being in those uncomfortable situations with anyone, regardless of whether they want to hear anything that you have to say or not, it's still coming. And that is just me. Oh, you guys. And I just have to say dating is a fucking challenge. Now, here's the thing. My roommate actually said to me like a couple weeks ago when we were just randomly talking about the show for some reason, he was like, you're never going to successfully find a relationship and settle down with somebody moving forward. And I was just like, oh, okay. What the fuck are you... I was like, why, okay, why, do, why do you say that? And he's like, it's because of your show. You are such a fucking whore and a slut. And while I actually applaud you for being that 
direct and blunt and I don't give a fuck in your personality, you still are not going to have the dynamic of somebody like falling for you because you are a big fat whore. And once they hear your show, they're going to like run. And I have to say, I, I kind of was thinking maybe he was right for a long period of time because after the show took off and got a lot of success, I found that I was having a hard time with dating for kind of the first time in my entire life. It really was that dynamic of chatting with a guy, meeting him on an app. Finally, after weeks and weeks of chatting and things are going so well, you meet in person, you start to talk about the show, and the next thing you know, you just aren't texting them anymore. And they're gone, and you actually kind of forget about them. In fact, on my run this morning, I was like, oh, what happened to that guy? I I actually forgot that I don't even talk to him anymore. (laughs) Like, it's just very that. That is the dynamic of my dating life. And honestly, I don't really give a shit, truth be told. I'm having a great time in this post-COVID era, going out with friends, having a blast, going to events now that we're able to, and just enjoying my fucking life and riding on the coattails of the success of this show. And truthfully, in my honest and fervent opinion, if somebody doesn't want to be with me because of this show, then that's the person that's not supposed to be with me, period. And if that means that I'm single and alone for the rest of my fucking life, then so be it. I have enough people in my life and enough dick that I can hop on anytime I want to successfully live my life happy. And who the fuck needs that significant other type situation anyway, right? (laughs) But somehow I still find myself maneuvering through date after date after date after date, despite my firm stance on believing this. And as I stated in the opening portion of the episode, this guy actually telling me that he was intimidated by me really just took me off like my direct straight shot path to where I thought I was going in my life and made me take a step back and realize that maybe it wasn't the show. Maybe it's not the shit that I talk about on this show regularly, maybe it actually is that now that my personality has developed because of all of these things, maybe I am intimidating. Am I intimidating? Do you guys think that I'm intimidating? I have to know. So I refuse to believe that it was because I actually am someone who comes off intimidating in regards to being in a date type scenario. But it is honestly, truthfully, when I do go on dates with guys, I often find that for the most part, I'm the fucking Beyonce. And they seem like the Kelly sometimes, but most of the time, they're more like the Michelle. You know, like the forgettable one that falls all the time. I just, it's just a hard dynamic because those tend to be the guys that I find myself attracted to. And I don't really want to be with anyone who is as big a personality as me because then we would be constantly fighting back and forth for attention. (laughs) Literally, you guys, it's like that dynamic that every time I go out with a group of guys in any situation, At some point in the night, I am the one in the middle of the room that everybody's paying attention to. It's just, it's just how my life is now. And that's just the way it is. 
And that's just what I've come to learn that I am supposed to be in this world. So I decided to shift up my dating dynamic after this guy's comment and see if really it's just intimidation or if it's actually the show. So this is what I actually did. Now, before this incident on a date, what I would do is I would actually wouldn't talk about the show at all on purpose because I just didn't want that unnecessary and unwanted attention. Plus the fact that some guys don't fully understand the dynamic of what it is I'm trying to do on this show. But also I just wanted them to get to know me first and not me from the show. So I would go into these situations just being myself and then finding that they would catch wind of the show later. And then that would usually be the end of all of it. But now I'm kind of wondering if I do bring up the show and if I try to like stifle my personality a little bit, in other words, not be my one true self, just be a little bit more reserved and quiet and maybe let the other person talk a little more and maybe talk about the show openly Let's just see how this dynamic plays itself out. So I decided that I had two dates and then a third that was about like trying to be scheduled that were on the horizon. And I was going to do just that and see how this could potentially shift the dynamic of, you know, the dating outcome. But you guys, I'm here to tell you that I did just that. And it just felt so fucking wrong. I just, it ended up being that I just didn't like one of the guys, like, truthfully. But, like, also, one of the other guys just was so shy. And I think he sort of expected me to be the person who was doing all the talking. But I was trying to figure out if it was actually that. And so it just, that one just kind of was awkward. And then guy number three just it just it was a, just a hardcore no like it literally was one of those things where it felt like we had a good time I think or at least I felt like we did <laughs> and then we didn't actually speak after the next day or anything or check in with each other none of it it was just gone done and we both kind of knew it wasn't happening moving forward so what I learned it actually didn't work out in my favor to do the opposite of what I've just grown to become in this world. So my little My Gay Expose podcast PSA to you is to just fuck all of what people think about you and just be your most authentic self. That's the only way that you're going to get through life. And if people don't like you for who you are, then fuck them. You will find somebody that likes you for who you are. Are, regardless of whether you have a sexually explicit show, regardless of whether you have an intimidating personality, quote, unquote, you will find that perfect match out there for you someday. And if you don't, then just get a lot of dick and go hang out with your friends. Because that's just the same kind of fulfillment that I'm feeling in my life right now. And fuck boys, because who needs to be bothered with all of that dramatic bullshit. So be you, do you, and fuck what everyone thinks that you're supposed to be and that what you're supposed to do.
what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender, and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot, or maybe we didn't actually learn anything at all. Come to think of it, I don't think we actually did. The entire assignment this week was to set out and find if my recent dating woes were due to the fact that I actually spew all of this vomit out on a regular basis on this show, or if it's actually the fact that I do come off as an intimidating personality. And really, I don't think we came to any sort of a conclusion. But you know what? What the fuck? At any rate, just do this. Be your one true authentic self. And I will continue to be the biggest and most bossiest power bottom that I could possibly be while displaying that main character energy and be my one true authentic self. And honestly, on that note, tell me what you think. Do you think it's the show or do you think it is that intimidating personality type? Give me a call. Leave a message at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. And don't forget to follow on Apple. Click five stars, leave a review, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast now in season three, right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget the newest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle the official my gay expose podcast website at my gay expose podcast.com and if you have something to say that is just a little longer and maybe doesn't fit into any of my social dms feel free to email at my gay expose at gmail.com and don't forget to join us next week for another messy salacious and relatable episode with me exposing my gay I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will display all of my main character energy with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions. <laughs>